everybody. What's up? Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Michael Beller here with you on Friday, October 29th. We take a deep look into the remainder of the Week 8 slate on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Looking at every single game from a gambling standpoint. To do that, I am joined by my two trusty co-hosts, Vic Tafer. Vic, week off, Raiders on a bye, just living in the lap of luxury. What's going on? Yeah, pretty much. Just uh, <laughs> listening to Mark Davis, uh, what he had to say in his cool uh, starter jacket and his uh, Raiders backpack. That was a good look at the owners meeting. But uh, yeah, ready to relax and uh, get some winners this weekend and just kind of kick back. There we go. That's what we're looking for here. Winners this weekend. Zach Jackson also here. Zach, very much not uh, having a week off. Browns and Steelers getting together in a big AFC North game. What's up, Zach? Hey, guys. So uh, late last week, because off the Thursday game, I actually got to get out of the work grind for a second. And I went to this event, and two people told me they appreciate the podcast. Oh. Uh, you know, I went back and looked, and you know, I felt like I've been seeing a lot of the stuff pretty well, and it's been good, the conversation. And then I think I declared Chiefs and Titans over my play of the month, <laughs> week, decade, and century, yeah. and the Chiefs scored three. So thank you guys for listening. Stick with us. We'll eventually get one right. Yeah, we definitely appreciate that. <laughs> definitely appreciate that. Thank you very much for, uh, for following along with us, everyone out there. Hey, I mean – it was a three-game over 500 week for us last week. Thanks to Vic doing the heavy lifting, going four and one. I went three and two. Zach two and three with that Chiefs Titans over among the three for the season. Zach, you're sitting at 15 and 14. Vic at 14 and 16, and I am at 12 and 13. So second half of the year. Now the first half that was just feeling it out, and hey, we felt <laughs> it out to 500. So we're feeling good there. This is where we take off. Second half of the season. Let's start with the 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff games, you guys. And we're going to start with the game. Just, just ease our way in. None of us have a five favorite pick on Falcons and Panthers. The Falcons are minus three in this game. 47, the over under. Uh, Zach, why don't you take this one first? Get us started yeah. here. You know, I feel like I've been doing pretty well going against Sam Darnold. And that was one of my mm -hmm. five faves last week. I didn't expect him to win by three touchdowns. Uh, kind of curious here why this isn't six or seven, honestly, and I know it's because Atlanta's not that good. So scared me away a little bit, but I'll, I'll lay the three with the Falcons until the Panthers show um, signs of being different than they've been because they've been spiraling quickly. Yeah, they have been spiraling a lot. I think uh, Donald got benched last week, but I'm not sold on the, on the Falcons' O-line. I think the Panthers' defense is still probably the best defense on the field this week, so I will uh, take the th I'll close my eyes and take the three points. Yeah, this is an ugly game, an easy game for me to pass on. So whenever that comes to fruition, you guys, I always like to just take a look at the props and just see what else we can throw out there. Give me Mike Davis under 51.5 total yards, totally passed by Cordero Patterson in that backfield at this point. Cordero carved out a role for himself early in the season, basically right from the jump, and he's been mixing in as receiver and running back. But last week we saw him not only do what he did as a receiver, do what he's done basically all season, but also become the primary runner. And that has to have you worried for Mike Davis when the Falcons have their full complement of receivers as they did last week, Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage both getting back for them. I think that Mike Davis's opportunities become fewer and even farther between than they've already been this season. And so under 51 and a half total yards, that's yards from scrimmage for Mike Davis. Feel pretty comfortable with that one. Our next game up here, you guys, uh, is one where you both not only have a five favorite, but are going head-to-head -head in that five favorite. Exactly. So, Vic, we will give you the first word on this one. It is Bills minus 14. The uh, total in this game, 48.5. Vic, you are taking the points on the Dolphins. Tell us why. Going kind of going under the radar. I think the last two weeks, uh, two has been actually pretty good. I think people uh, haven't realized that. I think it's been pretty good the last two weeks. The Bills, you know, 
obviously they're the better team. But that's a lot of points. Yeah, divisional matchup. I'll take the points and uh, Tua. Yeah, so I normally don't lay these. And I've been guilty of going the other way. But I just, you know, you look at what's going on down there. Are they getting on Deshaun Watson? Uh, they flirted with the playoffs last year, and they've been awful since, right? Um, and, and the Bills, to me, are the best team in the league. They're off a bye. They beat them 35-7 to or so the first time, and I don't see any reason they would take mercy this time. So I, I don't see the Dolphins getting to even 14, and I see the Bills getting over 30. I'll lay the, I'll lay the two touchdowns. All right, I love the head-to-head matchup. I, I'm going to go back and look and see how many head-to-head matchups we've had this season. There haven't been that many. There's been fewer, I feel like, than we would expect for this point of the season. This is basically a stay away from me. Uh, I do think, though, that the teams are going to be able to score. I think the Bills are going to be able to score, and I, I agree with what you said, Vic. We've seen some pretty good football from two of the last couple of weeks here, so I think over 48.5 is a, a number that these two teams can get to, but act- not one that I'm actually betting and definitely not one of my five favorites here. Not one of my five favorites at all in terms of games being played this uh, week is the 49ers and the Bears, probably one of my five least favorite games that has happened this entire football season. The 49ers are favored by four in Chicago, 39.5 the over-under. It feels a little heavy for me. I don't know what the 49ers have done this season to be favored by four on the road against almost anyone. Not going to take it because the Bears have looked terrible, probably the worst offense in the NFL to this point of the season. So it's an easy stay away from me. Uh, and I believe, oh, it's very, you know, Vic's got a five favorite. So let's go to Vic first on this one. Well, you know, like in the movie uh, Trading Places when the stock traders are on the floor, <laughs> they kind of go crazy, like, bye, 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 bye. Allen Robinson is one of the best receivers in the league. I know he hasn't played well this year. The quarterback situation, again, hasn't killed. But 40 and a half receiving yards? I mean, come on. I mean, I got to buy that. That's, that's a great price. So Monday afternoon, I go to the list, right, and I run them all down real quick, just what <laughs> yep. stands out. And I'm like, wait a second, the Niners are bad. They shouldn't be giving points to anybody. I'm like, wait a second, the Bears are worse, <laughs> right? So uh, having watched exactly. almost all of that game, I think the Niners want to take the ball out of Jimmy G's hands, and, and why wouldn't they, right? So Eli Mitchell looks fast. He's back from injury. I think by now he's settled in. They need a win. They need to run like crazy. And I think he will get plenty of opportunities and no reason he can't crush this number over. So much of me wants to take the Bears plus four, like you said. I mean, like, why are the 49ers laying four points against anyone on the road? But the Bears have just looked so bad on offense this year, and I can't imagine. I don't want to be on the leading edge of betting on it turning around. I want to see a little something. So I'm going to go in the opposite direction. Not only not bet on the Bears, but bet on one of the key players in the Bears offense to go under his prop. It is Khalil Herbert under 64 and a half rushing yards. Khalil Herbert's looked pretty good, actually, the last couple of weeks. He was the only sign of life for the Bears offense against the Buccaneers years last week, Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if the lack of involvement for Damian Williams a week ago was because he was just over uh, getting off the COVID list. I mean, the Bears activated him from the COVID-19 list on God, I want to say, say it was, if it wasn't Saturday, it was Friday. I mean, that was the earliest, and so he had no practice time whatsoever for two weeks, and then he gets thrown into that game, barely plays. I wouldn't be surprised now that he's had a week of practice time under his belt if he has a larger role in this game than he had a week ago. And so you combine that with the fact that the Bears' offense just hasn't been good this season. I could see a disappointing day for Khalil Herbert. So I say he goes under the 64-and-a-half rushing yards. And we move on now to Browns and Steelers game that Zachy will be at. A couple of five favorites, one from each of you guys in this one. Zach, first, uh, just give us uh, what you can give us on the Browns. Uh, the Browns are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. 42 is the over-under. Where do the Browns stand coming into this game, and what is your pick? Now, they're healthier. They don't know who the quarterback's going to be. They hope, and they think it'll be Baker Mayfield, but as we record this a couple days out, they don't know for sure because he's dealing with major trauma to his non-throwing shoulder. That's only one reason that I like the under, though. 
Uh, as, as I mentioned, they, they are getting healthier. They have Nick Chubb back. They want to run. The Steelers are going to take some shots down the field, but not many. I think both teams want to run. Both teams want to throw sideways. Both teams want to rely on their defense. Uh, the Browns were last seen playing a 17-14 game with, with the Broncos, and I think it's going to be a similar roadmap. I think both teams look and say 20 should be plenty to win this game. So I think it easily stays under the post a total of 42. Yeah, I'm going with the Browns, uh, laying the three and a half, some of my top plays. I, I saw the Steelers live a while back this year, and I, I don't know how they won the game since. I don't care if the quarterback is Baker or Case Keenum or Casey Kasem. I'm taking, I'm taking the Browns laying the three and a half and I'm pretty, pretty confident about it. Yeah. I'm with you, Vic. Uh, for me, this comes down to all things being equal and they might not be totally equal, but all things being equal. I think the Browns are just the better team. They're playing at home. I, I trust their defense a little bit more than I do Pittsburgh's at this point. I actually, you know, the, the, the Steelers skill players give you some confidence in that offense with Deontay Johnson and, um, and, uh, Chase Claypool and Najee Harris, but the line and you know Ben clearly not being what he once was or what he was even a year or two ago uh, just has me wondering if they can take full advantage of those three big skill players. And so that's why I lean toward the Browns, but not one of my favorite plays for this week. Next game up, you guys, is the Eagles and the Lions. And this is one, and this is another one. So, Zach, similar to what you said with the Bears and the 49ers, like I, I was going down the list, and my first thought was, Eagles minus three and a half on the road. Like, eh, the Lions haven't been anything exactly good this year, but why is this team laying three and a half? Then I saw in a, a pick and pool that I'm in, uh, this is just, you know, this is pretty anecdotal, but uh, this pick and pools run on Yahoo. And so they'll show you the entered picks, right? They'll show break down the percentages of who's picking what. This is just straight up. This is not against the spread. 54% of people picking on Yahoo were picking the Lions to win straight up. And it's like, oh my God. So forget about the Lions. Not only do I not like the Lions plus three and a half, but I like the Eagles minus three and a half at this point. I'm not going to bet it, but that's going to be my pick for the record here. Give me the Eagles minus three and a half. Uh, the total, as I said, 48 in this game. Uh, the Lions, I mean, you know, they hung with the, the Rams right well enough last week, but uh, they had the surprise onside that they recovered. They converted two fake punts. He got a 63-yard uh, screen pass turned into a touchdown by DeAndre Swift. Just a lot of things that went their way to only lose by nine. And so I think that they come back to earth a little bit. I'll go ahead and take the Eagles. Zach, uh, what do you got for this game? Yeah, no one questions the Lions' effort top down, right? But you question everything else. <laughs> so um, I certainly am not touching it with a dime of my own money. But yes. in looking at this list and debating the options, uh, I just chose Eagles over the over. I think the Eagles will. I think Jalen Hurts will create plays. I think Gainwell will, you know, will produce as Miles Sanders is probably going to be out. And I just think, the Lions aren't that good, so I'll take the Eagles here and I'll stop talking about it, I promise. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's an ugly game. I would have taken the Eagles also, but I just saw them last week and I wasn't uh, I wasn't terribly impressed. So I'm yeah. going to go with uh, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Over 47 and a half rushing yards, I think he'll make some plays. The Lions, among their many problems, their linebackers kind of stink. And Hurts has got this number, I think, I think half the time this year, once he missed by half a yard, so he's always pretty close to this number. But I think he'll try and do more with Miles Sanders out also, so I think mm – -hmm. um, I like him getting about 70 yards rushing in this game. It's the most reliable part of Philly's offense. It's Jalen Hurts making things happen with his legs. And so I think 47.5 is a nice number to look at. It's a good bet to find and uh, good call on making it one of the five favorites for this week. The next game we've got here, guys, is one where each of us has a five favorite. One of the more fun competitive games on the slate for Week 8. 
Colts and Titans. Colts are one-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. 51 is the over-under. This has been an interesting one because uh, it's gone back and forth, back and forth, and no one's ever been favored by more than the one-and-a-half you see the Colts at right now. But both teams at some point since Monday have been favored by one-and-a-half. So we've seen some swings in this game at BetMGM. Again, all three of us have a favorite play in this. Zach, why don't you take this one first? Yeah, Michael, I agree. I mean, I, I circled the Colts right away but when my contest lines opened, but Tennessee was favored at the time. I think yeah. I think the Colts are starting to find a groove. You know, they're getting Pittman involved. He's a really nice young player. Jonathan Taylor, after a slow start, is rolling. I think it goes to Wentz. It goes to just the confidence of things. And I think the Titans are going to crash back to earth a little bit. I really do. I mean, look look at the run that they've been on. The Colts need this game probably worse than the Titans do. I think they're equal teams. I'll take the home team. I'll th- take the team that's binding itself uh, right now as October turns into November. As for me, I've gotten to the point now where I take the Colts regardless of who they're playing. I mean, <laughs> they won three in a row for me, so I'm buying the Carson Wentz jersey. I think the running game is going well. He's taking deep shots. Defense is playing better. So I agree they're on a roll. I think the Titans are coming off two big wins also. That also makes me lean towards the Colts. And I would lean that way as well, but I feel even better about the total, specifically about this staying under 51. These are two run-heavy teams. These are two teams who want to run the ball, two teams that run the ball successfully, and two teams that run it more on first down than the vast majority of teams in the league. If you look at a uh, great, uh, great rushing and passing frequency database run by Ben Baldwin. So basically what he does is take a look at early down pass rates when the win probability is at least 20% for either team. Basically, run a neutral win rate for both teams. How often are teams throwing on first and second down? The Titans, the least frequent pass team in those situations. The Colts, meanwhile, they're 10th in the league in that. These teams are both teams that want to live with the run early, live with the run often, and I think that leads them to under 51, especially since they're both pretty damn good at running the ball. Colts are second in rush EPA this season. Titans ninth in rush EPA. They can both run the ball successfully. They both want to live like that. I think this is a competitive game, but one that stays under 51, so I'm going to go with that as one of my five favorites. Next game on the board, you guys. One of the bigger spreads that we've got. Actually, is this the biggest spread? No, it's not the biggest spread of the week, but I think it's the second biggest spread. Yeah, it's the second biggest spread of the week. Bengals minus 10.5 at the Jets. Our total for this game is 43. Vic, always finding the exotics. What do you got for us in this one? Well, besides the Colts, the Bengals are my other favorite team in the history of the world. They've covered for me three in a, <laughs> three in a row. Laying 10 and a half on the road is not ideal, so I'm going, I'm going to lay 20. I'm laying yes. 20 points for the plus 260 <laughs> payoff. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go all out, so I'm going big with the Bengals uh, this week. Third biggest, Michael. I know you're trying to forget the Houston Texans exist, but you just cannot. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't lo- I don't love this because the, the Bengals should be headed for the hangover of all time, right? They just won their biggest yeah. game in 15 years. But Mike White is the Jets quarterback. The Jets stink. Um, ugly, ugly, ugly. I'll, I'll take the Bengals just because I don't think the Jets are going to score more than 10. But this is an easy pass for me. Easy pass for me, too. And, you know, when I hear the name Mike White, I think of the guy who 
wrote and directed uh, School of Rock and Orange County <laughs> and just did White Lotus on HBO, which was a decent enough show. Not great, but it was it was it's decent entertainment over six hours or so of your life. Uh, I don't think of an NFL quarterback. So uh, I'm going to follow what you did last week, Vic. You know, Jared Goff throwing an interception. I'm going to go over one and a half interceptions for Mike White. That's sitting at plus 170 on BetMGM. I just don't really see how this game is anything close. And that, that plays into this, right? I mean, yeah, if they're the Jets are going to have to ask Mike White to drop back and throw the ball forty times, fifty times, give me all the bites at the apple for that uh, Cincinnati defense to pick him off at least twice, and I think that is something that they can do. That's right, Zach. Biggest spread here: uh, Rams and Texans, fourteen and a half. The Texans are favored by forty-seven and a half. Is the over/under this game in Houston? And Zach, you've got a favorite play in it. What is it? Well, it's the under. Um, I watched a lot of the Texans game last week. I would like to say voluntarily. No, I was just enjoying my Sunday, refusing to get off the couch. And there was Davis Mills dropping back helplessly again and again and again and again. The game's in Houston. The Rams don't really need it. They're on to bigger and better things. And I just don't think the Texans can score many points. So I think that if you're Matt Stafford, right, and you're McVeigh, you just want to get out of there. You get your three or four touchdowns and you go home. So um, seeing... You know, that, that I could get under in, in this game without going too low. You know, I was kind of worried it would be 45. Um, I'll take the under in this game with, with a certain level of confidence. I'm going to use Zach's logic and go the other way. I'm going to say <laughs> the Rams obviously want to make a good impression early. They're going to score three or four touchdowns first half and then pack it in at halftime. Halftime, we're done. We're up 28. It's over. And then Davis Mills starts threading the needle. <laughs> threading garbage needle. time garbage time points. And it goes over 47. Obviously, I don't like either side, so I'm trying to be creative. So I'm going the over rather than take a side in this game. Zach, actually, let me come back to you for a second. Uh, what if we get word that Tyrod is starting in this game? Does that, yeah, does that then, change your then, mind? You know, then I'll be backpedaling and trying to change, right? <laughs> uh, and our loyal listeners will we'll have to make some sort of online clarification, right? Now that I know we have loyal listeners yeah. <laughs> uh, to the show. You know, I, I, I like Tyrod, and he gives them a certain level of professionalism, right? Yeah. A high level of professionalism, I should say. But I don't think they want to win, and that's that's obvious when you watch this mm-hmm. team play. All right, I'm going to Daryl Henderson over rush yards. Not posted on BetMGM just yet. I would expect it to be somewhere in the 70s just uh, with where his rush prop typically is and with uh, the expected script on this game. I do think the game follows that script, so I think Daryl Henderson gets over it. And frankly, bit of a bounce back. I wouldn't be surprised if Sean McVay wants him to have a little bit better of a taste in his mouth from a personal standpoint after he didn't really do much in that win against the Lions a week ago. Just a a quirky script in that game where the uh, Rams fell behind early and never really had a comfortable lead, right? The only two-score lead they had was right at the very end of the game. So I think they get Daryl Henderson back in the groove this week. He goes over whatever that rush yards prop ends up being again. I'm, I'm comfortable taking that up to like 75, 76 and a half. If it gets into the 80s, then maybe that's where I would start pumping the brakes on it. But you typically don't see that for guys who aren't named Dalvin Cook or, or Derrick Henry or someone like that. Next game on the board here, you guys, Chargers and Patriots. The Chargers are five-point favorites in this game. 49 is our total. Uh, you guys actually have the same pick. So, uh, Vic, why don't you take this one first here? Tell us why you like the over. Uh, over is 49. I like the over because I think the Chargers offense obviously is pretty good. I mean, you got uh, you know, Herbert's one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. I think they're running the ball well with Eckler this year. And then Mac Jones has played pretty well. Mac Jones gets better every week. I think they get more confidence in him and do more things down the field. So, uh, I didn't like the spread that much. I went with the over at, at 49. Yeah, what he said. You know, the Patriots have been an over team. Right. Yeah. The Chargers come off a bye week. They were last seen getting whacked 
Uh, I think the Patriots will run it well. They'll, they'll, they'll do a good job of scheming up some chances for Jones. And I think the, the Chargers will score a bunch. So, uh, yeah, I, I like this one. Um, and probably would have gone over even if it had been higher than 49. I'm going to jump right on what you guys said, but use it to make the Chargers minus five, one of my five favorite plays. This is a great bounce back spot. I mean, the fact that the Chargers played their worst game of the season and got to go right into the bye, use two weeks to get ready for this game against the Patriots. I think this is an excellent spot for them to bounce back. And, uh, you know, that Patriots you know, defense has been built on, you know, some performances against some bad teams, plus 60 on the season in their two games against the Jets as their point differential. Right. And so, you know, now that they take a major step up in weight class against a team like the Chargers, I think we're going to see some more true colors shine through for the Patriots. Really like the Chargers in this one. think they win it by more than a touchdown. And at five, that's really what we're talking about here. Right? We're talking about winning the game by a touchdown. And I think that's something that the Chargers do this weekend. Next game, you guys. This is a fun one. I'm going to have you guys both go first. Vic, we'll have you go first on this one because you guys are not making it a five favorite. I am making it a five favorite, and we're actually against each other. The game, Seahawks minus three and a half against the Jaguars. Vic, let's hear you make the doomed case for the Seahawks first. This could be my least favorite game uh, (laughs) of the year spread-wise because – you really don't want to take either team. The Seahawks, I think, are kind of shown like kind of lifeless. You know, Pete Carroll was talking about how he'd be retired a long time ago if Russell Wilson never showed up. And I can't take the Jags. Jags plus three and a half at Seattle. That sounds horrible. But uh, so therefore, I'm going to Seahawks. But I really I hate I hate both sides. Yeah, the last two Seahawks games have been on national TV, right? And and now mm-hmm. they're kind of back right where they belong. <laughs> um, nobody wants to watch this game, so. I just I don't trust anything about the Jaguars' operation. I don't. I know they were they won a game in London and all that, but um, I think the Seahawks have been running it a little better and at home. And one of their last chances to win a game, I think they'll just deliver a better, uh, more put together, I guess, effort than I think the Jaguars are capable of doing. I'm sorry, guys. Give me the Jaguars plus three and a half as one of my five favorite plays. There is no difference, virtually no difference between these two teams when Russell Wilson isn't on the field, and we've seen it in the in the performance of the. Seahawks offense the last couple of weeks. Uh, they have uh, had negative 0.13 offensive EPA per play over those last two games. The Jaguars are at negative 0.08 for the season. I mean, those are virtually the same sorts of offensive performances on an efficiency scale uh, from these two teams. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take the team that's getting the points that has unquestionably the better quarterback, 100 out of 100, 1,000 out of 1,000, 1 million out of 1 million people would say that the Jaguars have the better quarterback in this game. And Trevor Lawrence has delivered the three best games of his short career over the last three weeks. And you can say they got the win against you know a, a substandard Dolphins team over in London the last time we saw them. But they also played the Bengals very closely. Should have probably won that game against the Bengals a couple of weeks ago that they ultimately ended up losing by a field goal. I think we've seen a little bit more competence from the Jaguars offense over these last couple of weeks. And so I will go ahead, take the points between what I think are basically even teams. Give me the points. Give me the better quarterback. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars in I'll, this game. Yeah. I, will, I will add that I think Geno Smith's mom might take Geno. I think maybe his cousin. So <laughs> your million number is a little skewed. I'm going to go 999,998 people. But I think Geno's mom will take Geno. All right, we'll give we'll give Gino that one for for sure. Um, next game up, you guys here, Broncos and Washington. Broncos minus three, 44 and a half is the over under. Kind of a blog game. No one's got a favorite. Zach, when do you take it first? Yeah, I watched the Broncos in person last week, and that's three hours of my life I'll never get back. They're just really <laughs> bad. Uh, 
yeah, I, I'll go with the under. I think the one thing the Broncos are good at is they're pretty good on D. Uh, Washington mm-hmm. should have scored a bunch more points last week than they did. They had the, the bizarre call and just some other blown opportunities. Yeah. But um, strange game, not not one I love anything. And, and frankly, the minus three seemed about right. So I circled under and said, I'm glad I don't have to watch this one. <laughs> Yeah, you know, people who bet games and pick games and watch games with point spreads in mind, they always have these games which always will stand out in their minds forever. Taylor Heineke, how do you say his name? Yep. Running into the end zone, untouched, <laughs> and then trying to, trying to dive in, and his knee hits the half-yard line, which prevented the cover, is going to uh, be one of my all-time nightmares. And then fumbling, I mean, then fumbling, then fumbling the next play. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah it, it all went, I mean, think about this. Washington did not punt in that game. And they scored 10 points and didn't cover by, by what? But, I mean, one score away from covering the spread. Yeah, so right. uh, I can't ever pick the Washingtons again. So <laughs> I'm going with the Broncos. Just a horror story in microcosm right there. Uh, excuse me. Jerry Judy's coming back from injury this week. I'll say that takes him a little bit of uh, time to get his feet wet, get the rust off. And uh, with Cortland Sutton, I mean, everyone's healthy for Denver now. Cortland Sutton, obviously. Noah Fant, Albert O. I mean, they've got everyone back. They're still using Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon plenty in the passing game as well. So let's let Judy get his feet under him one game, and then maybe next week we revisit it. Uh, BetMGM has not yet posted the player props for this game, but whatever it comes out at, I feel the under on Jerry Judy would have to be it would have to be like into the 40s before I considered it betting the over and uh, it would have to be even lower than that before or a little bit higher than that if it would push me away from the under but uh, as we said not really a game any of us is excited about taking next game though could be a little bit different it's got one of my five favorites it is the Buccaneers minus five and a half at the Saints 50 and a half is the over under for this game this is not someone coming to lock me up for the pick I'm gonna make because <laughs> I think it's a decent pick Zach what do you got for this game yeah, you know, I can't trust Jameis, right? They are at home. Um, I, th- I think I, I just I, I don't love it. I don't love it. I, I, I went with the under, right? I, I just I've been going against Jameis on the road and it's been working here at home. I think the Saints will try to try to play a slower pace game. I, they don't want to try to win this game 31 to 30, right? So uh, I just went with the under and, and I probably won't ha- actually have anything on it. I took the Bucks laying the five and a half. I mean, uh Tom Brady has somehow gotten better. I think, you know, picking him to beat Jameis Winston by less than a touchdown, I can't I can't argue with that. So I'm going with Tom Brady and the Bucks laying five and a half. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Vic, and it's one of my five favorite plays of the week. Uh, Saints were a bit of a bugaboo for Brady last year, but uh, I just don't see that really carrying over into this game. And, yeah, I mean, we haven't really seen anyone – get the better of the Buccaneers. The Patriots are the one team that have slowed down uh, this offense. There was a lot of emotion going into that game as well. And they come right back and they hang 38 on a Bears team. That you know, Say what you will about the offense, but the defense has been pretty decent this year. And uh, the Buccaneers just steamrolled right over them. This is an offense that is a pretty darn well-oiled machine. I don't see the, st- the Saints stopping that to a significant degree. And I definitely don't think that they can do anything offensively. We just saw that on Monday Night Football. Short week as well. For the Saints, loving the Buccaneers, laying the five and a half. Think they win this one? I would, I would be comfortable pleasing this up to like seven and a half, eight and a half. Not that I have to bet it there, but check out the juice on that. Check out the price on that. Could be a thing that's worth checking out. Really love the Buccaneers in this game, winning it pretty comfortably. 
All right, guys, two games left on our slate here. It's the prime time games. Cowboys-Vikings is the Sunday night game. This should be a fun one. This should have plenty of scoring in it. Cowboys are two-point favorites in Minnesota. 55 is the over-under. Zach, you've got a five favorite on it, so let's hear what it is. Yeah, I liked Minnesota plus two and a half. I saw them all the way down to one you know, a couple of hours mm-hmm. ago, but I, I like the over. It's, it's kind of gone up to from what I've tracked. But Minnesota comes off the bye week. Kirk Cousins is playing some of the best football of his career. Dallas can score in a bunch of ways, right? So um, I I think it's going to be a really high-level kind of must-see game, and and I think the winner is going to be in the 30s. So almost took Minnesota, but I with much more confident in just going over here. I have very similar beliefs. I think the game will be high-scoring. I almost took Minnesota. I think uh, I went with Kirk Cousins at uh, 297 yards passing over. I think either way, if the Cowboys win and they try to come back or winning, or winning big, and the Vikings try to come back, stay close against the yards. If the Vikings win, I think he has a big day. He's had a good season this year, so I like Cousins at uh, 297 and a half. I'm actually going with the Cowboys, you guys, minus two. Love this to be a high-scoring game. If I could, if I could make two five favorites from one game, I would have the Cowboys and the over because I really do think this one ends up playing to the script. I think we're going to see a lot of fantasy games decided on Sunday night with all the fantasy high-level players that are in this game and with the expectations that it does go over the 55. But I just I like this Cowboys team a lot. Undefeated against the spread. The lone undefeated against the spread team that we have in the NFL. Their one loss this season. We all remember it way back in week one against the Buccaneers. A game where, you know, now with the hindsight benefiting us, uh, they were announcing themselves as contenders way back then. I think this is close, but I think the Cowboys ultimately win it by at least a field goal. So uh, that is who I am backing in this one. Monday Night Football, Chiefs and Giants. Chiefs are 10-point favorites. No five favorite for any of us in this one. Are the Chiefs not going to cover? The Chiefs not going to come out and just be like, bam, 30 to 10. Let's get the hell out of here. We got to do something. That's that. That's my pick for the record here. But I don't have a ton of confidence in it. I will say that right up front. Uh, that's why it's not even close to being one of my five favorites. But that's my pick for this one. What do you got, Zach? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way you do. I mean, I took the Giants last week. I was right. Would I dare go back to that well <laughs> second time in a row? Probably not. Um, listen, I, we don't all know what's all going on in Kansas City, but we know the talent that's there, the pedigree that's there. Uh, national TV sounds like a pretty good place to bounce back. It probably gets ugly for the Giants. Yeah, I, I burned my hand on the Chiefs stove too many times, so I'm throwing Ooh. the whole stove out in the trash. I'm going yes. with the Giants. <laughs> Giants money line plus, what is it, uh, 375? 375. 375, wow. baby. I got Daniel Jones catching passes. It's going to be huge. Uh, obviously, I'm kind of full of it, but uh, why not <laughs> why, not, why not take a flyer? Because the Chiefs, I, I, they can't. I mean, everyone said they're going to turn around, but where's where's the proof? They were terrible last week. They're not getting any better. They got injuries. I mean, I just um, I think the game will be close, but I don't want to take the, the number, so I'll go with the money line and hope for a big payday. Here's what you got to do, Vic. You have to uh, parlay this okay. with the uh, with the I'm Bengals. Making, one. I'm, I'm, I'm typing it Bengals. into the, the I'm typing it into a parlay calculator really quick. So that Bengals, Bengals minus twenty was plus two sixty, right? Right. Okay. Uh, create your free account to see your parlay. I, I already did this. Oh, come on, I, guys. What, hor- what horrible radio this is. Horrible radio I'm putting together here. Anyway, plus 260 and plus 375. You know, if you want to take a uh, pro-New York, anti-New York parlay and put it together, yeah, it could be it could be something that uh, that ends up being quite the payday, although neither of them are your five favorites. So yeah. maybe we're going to stay away and just trust 
those five favorites. Trust our 15 favorites on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, except for the ones, of course, that are at odds with one another. Thanks so much for joining us, especially Zach's two new friends that he made last week. We appreciate uh, all you guys out there being with us every single Friday on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. For Vic, for Zach, I am Michael Beller. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you next week. Good luck. Happy betting. Thank you.